The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, September 14th, 2019, just back from the big... 34th anniversary event. We're going to tell you all about that, but look who stuck around. Husto Aroa from Aladino Cigars. Like the guest that doesn't leave. Here we go. We're going to light up with Husto and see why Aladino is the hottest brand in the land. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Welcome back, Husto. Thank you very much. Thanks very, for very, sticking around. Very happy to be here and actually yeah. super excited of, of, of attending my second anniversary party. Yeah. Do you have fun? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I was able to bring my wife also, yes. and she had a blast. Really? So I, I'm a little scared when somebody comes for the first time, especially a woman, because the amount of smoke that's in the room, and is, are they going to be no, turned she, off? But She handled it better than I did. Yeah? She handled right. it better than I did, but she was, it, she was, she, she was wonderful. She had a... Blast. Beautiful. And said maybe she'll come again. Oh, yeah. Now that I have my daughter here, I guarantee you for the next three years she's going to be here. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's good to know. Uh, Nice to see guests from all across the country and that that joining us here uh, for the Cigar Authority today. Tennessee, Missouri, Texas, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Florida. Um, People were from everywhere. They, they came yes. up, which I, is what, what an honor. I heard they all came up just for you. Nah, that, that, but it's not just for me. Believe it or not, <laughs> yeah. I think I think the party carries more weight than I do. But I, but I but I'm very happy that I have a good friend of mine, Kyle, that's here from Texas. Yes, and I'm meeting uh, you know the guys from Tennessee and the guys from Michigan. Michigan, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. He, he's the winner. He says he's hopefully yeah, he's one of the yeah. It was one of the winners. So yeah, he's, 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 that's fantastic. Well, so in the next hour, we'll get to that and tell you uh, how that turned out. But it was a lot of fun and. It's just amazing to me that people got up the, the the day that day or the day even before, got on a plane, flew up to come to din- have dinner with us, basically. Yeah, and uh, just just an honor that that, that that's uh, what goes on, and I just can't believe it. I got to pinch myself every year to say, my God, look at all the people that that turn. And out. that's a wonderful consumer event. Yeah, it is. It's an event. It's you know, an event. You know, we talk about these events that I suppose that events that happen in cigar stores that buy three get one free. It's an event. That's no more calling those events. Those aren't events. That was an event. That is a beautiful that, event. That's an event. All right, I'm dying to light up, um, and we're going to smoke a cigar from the care package. Barry, what do we have here? Well, today's first cigar is the Aladino Connecticut, and it's manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco. The size we're about to light up is a 6x50 Toro, and it features a Connecticut shade wrapper over binder and fillers from Honduras. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single cigar will set you back $8.99, while your box is $158.99, which is a savings of almost $21, or about 12% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. 
That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Okay, so this is in the care package. So we got a 1,000 people lighting up along with us. Uh, it's time to cut a cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So as much as I love... Connecticut, and I love Aladino. They made a Connecticut Aladino, which, how perfect is this? Because I love regular Aladino. Is there Corojo in this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there Corojo in everything that you make? Yes. Everything that we make, we have a a trade to put a little bit of Corojo. uh, And this has got Corojo, too. And and we want to, that's that's our trade. That's what we do. So that's your signature that's a, that's tobacco a signature. that's in there, the sum of it in each one. And when we talk about Corojo, I see people throw that word around a lot, that everybody that supposedly uses Corojo, but there's authentic Corojo and there's Corojo. Correct. People use. So what is the difference? What makes it authentic? Well, uh, I would say the authentic is the original strain, the original variety of Corojo. Which, which is would, not easy to work with. No, it's, 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 it's very complicated because, first of all, you have two things. First of all, it's, it's a short plant which is low yielding and at the same time is very susceptible to to uh to blue mold so you know it, by 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 growing it and giving you low yield is is more expensive sure. leaf and then if you're it's also susceptible to to um to blue mold yeah. it's, it's also even very risky to grow it so yeah so and then the other varieties of corojo that they have done is basically a crossbreed of the corojo leaf will give them some trait of that corojo with different different other varieties like Habano, they crossed it and then they, they become larger yielding and more resistant to mold. But you know, flavor wise, I think the the original strain gives it you know that unique taste. It's like hothouse tomatoes at the supermarket. It looks like a tomato, but it doesn't have that rich tomato taste like somebody that grows an organic tomato in their backyard. Absolutely, it's, it is an heirloom tomato, if you will. Yeah, and your dad's been growing Corojo for a while Friends from in Cuba. In El Corojo. Well, remember in Cuba, uh, my dad and our grandfather used to be work for the Cuban land, and sure. and, and and they they had partitions, so they grew the tobacco and sold it. We were not manufacturers, so we right. sold our crop to there. But Corojo was the original seed that the Rodriguez family had, and then they gave that back into us for the in the Corojo in the nineties to to my dad. So yeah. so he was able to you know continue that tradition that was back in Cuba, and that's how Camacho became very popular. And when I was in Cuba the first time, I went to El Corojo to go see, and there's nothing being grown there at all. Well, you there's know, no Corojo in Cuba. Well, you know, what's because of the the weather, uh, and because of the, it also requires a lot of fertilizer, a lot of, a lot yeah. of care, a lot of, you know, and, and there's got to be a, I guess, a compensation to the guys that grow it. So I think, you know, it's, it's it just makes sense not to grow Corojo. Right. <laughs> Right. All right. Well, let's we're going to light. We're going to light our cigar today. You guys brought Corojo to the game. These guys brought big ass tanks to the game, specifically with this lighter. This is the original Vertigo Cyclone. It features three jets, the patented Vertigo big ass tank, and easy adjustment at the bottom. It's a no frills lighter, and it's a no frills price at twelve ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Cyclone. This is the workhorse of the Vertigo. Yeah, it's a beast. Uh, this is, they sell more of these than anything else. When you own one, you'll know why. And uh, a big go-to 
in our retail store anyway, but I'd say everybody's. I, I talked to them about it, and they said, oh, yeah, more of these than every lighter combined. This is the one. So on the cold drawer, even though we're past it, mm. I've used it before, and I know it bothers Jonathan, but it reminded me of the the powder coating of a Necco wafer. Yeah, he was bothered by that. Why does that bother me? You once went off that nobody knows where a Necco wafer is outside of New England. I agree That's with Barry Stein name. 100%. I agree 100% with Barry this one time. This one time. <laughs> Neko was New England confectionery. Yep. Yep. It's Ed Sullivan knows it very well. I know it well. Yeah. But I had him when I was in New York, and New York's not part of New England. Mm. This is a very rich vanilla taste right out of the gate, mm -hmm. and then ever so slight spice in the background, which I would assume is coming from that Corojo leaf. Yes. So it does have... Uh, and we talked about this uh, earlier during the week of the different, you know, we smoke cigars that aren't even out yet, uh, d different things. And I initially say to you, oof, my God, that's powerful. Uh, even this one starts off a little heavy and then right back where it ends up going. Why is that with your cigars and for the most part, things that have Honduran tobacco and it, it's like an early boost at the well, beginning? One of the characteristics of Corojo, when you start up, you, you, you get that peppery taste, but then it has also a natural sweetness that I, I, actually it will, it will tone down once you, once you light it up. Yeah. So, you know, every time you light it up, sometimes I'm afraid, oh, you think I gave you a, a mild cigar and then they see that yeah. beginning of the start and I said, no, no, wait, 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 right. and, a, and it'll settle down. It's cinnamon in reverse. You get the sting first and then you get the sweetness from the cinnamon, if you could do that with cinnamon. I was thinking, is it possible that the direction of the leaves of the Corojo inside here, the points are at the end, as opposed, so it starts well, off, oof, and then well, it calms down. Well, the other thing that is, has to do really is with the agronomics. When, when you give the plant all the nutrients that it requires, because every, before we go into any crop, we do all the, the, the you know, soil analysis, and we give all the micro elements and all the elements that is required, so that way when you try our Corojo, it is optimal. So, you know, if it needs, you know, all the micro elements to give that perfect taste, to get all the potential of the taste of the leaf, you got to give it that nutrients. Mm. So when we grow that and also the soil in Honduras is, and the Hemistrand Valley is just phenomenal. So that combination of giving all the all the nutrients and, and, and putting in everything that you need to do, it will make that leaf richer and it will give the full potential or the flavor to it. So uh, speaking of Honduras, um, all the attention always is in Nicaragua lately, and before that, it was Dominican Republic. All the attention, everybody says, "Oh, this is the year of uh, Nicaraguan cigars," or in the past, Dominican cigars. Years ago, it actually used to be Jamaica. Um, not all. I, I don't think Honduras gets its just deserves. Yeah, just deserves of what happens in Honduras, and looking at the imports. The growth of the cigar industry is Honduras. Well, you know, I, I'm very biased when it comes to Honduras. Yeah. I think we probably, and my brother always says the same thing, I think uh, artisan-wise, we're probably the best uh, uh, rollers in the industry. I'm not saying anybody else is yet, but I think we have good quality rollers. And and in Honduras, unfortunately, you know, during the boom, since Honduras had all the production and became the number one manufacturer in the industry, during the boom, there were a lot of many a lot of factories were started there, and then 
young tobacco was put out into the yes. into, into the into the industry, and then that young tobacco to satisfy the demand did not meet the standards of, of it, that. It and gave it, a bad name, right? It gave Honduras a bad name. Yeah. So, you know, when, when, you know, when Taiwan started, you know, manufacturing all this stuff, they said Taiwanese are bad products. Even the Japanese had bad products. Yeah. But then now the Japanese has a standard of quality. And, you know, those, those things happen. And then uh, Nicaragua also has great manufacturers, great brand names as, as Dominican does. And, you know, we, we're slowly building brands again. Honduras needs to build the brands and more established older brands, or in Nicaragua and in, in, in DR, so they get more, mm. more I guess more fame, you know. So, so that's that's uh, that I think that's what it but is. But they got you guys. They have uh, Nestle Placencia. Yes, they do. They got Nestle Placencia. They got Davidoff there too. Yeah. So you know, there's 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 great names there too. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, Why I, Corojo if it's such a pain in the ass to grow? It tastes so good. Well, they always say, you know, if it's hard to get, it, you know, it, it, you get a demand. And un unfortunately, it's got a great taste, too. So, uh, you know, it just it just happens to work both ways. Nothing tastes like that. Well, look who I'm talking to. By the way, Jonathan, whose job is to smoke everybody's brand all the time. Which I do. <laughs> I start all the day. All I see you smoking. Because you is, see me in the morning is, and you see me at night. I start the day and I end the day. With Aladino. With Aladino. Yeah. So the I rest smoke. of the day, he smokes every single other brand. I, I smoke everything that comes in the shop. I give everything a fair shot. Nothing so far is hitting my palate like the Aladino Corojo. So, yeah, but if nobody sees you smoking other stuff, does it really happen? Right. We call it <laughs> tree falls in the woods. Nobody hears it. This, Barry, All I see Barry is Stein's gift to this world <laughs> yeah. is that he can stir the pot like no one I've ever met in my life. There we go. And that's part of his charm. So 2015 JRE Tobacco Partnership between you and your father, Julio. Yes. Um, you were in all kinds of other businesses. But yes. you said, okay, let me um, – stop that and get into this crazy business that you stayed away from all these years? Well, I stayed away in, in the commercial side. Yes. I stayed away in the commercial side, and but always, you know, with my dad <coughs> in the farm side because I, like him, we're very passionate about the farm, and we always enjoy the farm. Plus, I grew up as a little kid in the farm. Sure. And uh, so it, I think it's time. My dad, you know, was turning, you know, 70-plus and, you know, there, him and I always have a huge passion for the farm. And, we, you know, I think it's time to, to head back home. And, and I think it's time we need to continue. And, it, and it's something that it, I'm very honored to do. And, and, I, and, I, and I do it because there's a lot of people that I grew up as little kids that work in the farm. And, and for me, it's important that, you know, they all have jobs and we all continue to grow the business together because we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. Now, your dad owned the Camacho brand along with uh, everything yes. on the Camacho, sold out to Davidoff, oh my God, almost 10 years ago now? Yeah, it's, it's 2008. Yeah. More, 11 years. Wow. Um, and he never stopped, though. Even though he sold out, he kept... Growing, growing. Yeah, he retired for a little bit in, in, in the Bahamas, and he asked. Oh yeah, yeah. He retired a little All bit. All right, in so the Bahamas. he did get out and just couldn't, right? Like no, everybody he, else, he just can't. You know, he's a very active person. Uh, he gets up in the morning. You know, he gets up in his jeep. He doesn't like to depend on anybody. But when he was in the Bahamas, he was stuck in a little island, you know, just getting up in the morning, watching news and getting depressed of all the world news yeah. and taking, you know, uh, blood pressure pills. He has nothing to do with blood pressure pills anymore. So he's doing I mean, what he loves. He, he lo he's doing what he loves. Right. And, and, you know, I think he's going to 
He's an energizer bunny. Now, right. this may be an opportunity for you to put a, a vicious rumor to rest. And if you need me to <laughs> shut up, just tell me to shut up. Here you go. <laughs> but the, 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 the thing that I hear over and over again is that Christian is somehow involved in the Aladino project behind the scenes. Is that true or is it not true? Or no, can no, you not no, 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 no. There's, there, there's, there's nothing hidden. There's nothing hidden. Uh, you know, Christian is, is very important because he uses the tobacco from the farm. You know, he is. A, he has his own factory that was set up by my dad. Uh, my dad helps him with a lot of the blends. He did the Roar Twenty blend, and yeah. I think it's a successful, great, it's phenomenal, blend, phenomenal blend. And you know, he is part. He, he's probably our, our biggest client right now. Well, my dad's biggest client in the farm. But he probably doesn't make a lot of money off him. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> he Christian is a tough negotiator. So, but but you know, my dad is learning to become you know more yeah. more of a sales guy. <laughs> and uh, I, my dad's never been a sales guy. Yeah. Now, um, I don't know your dad very well as to know, but I know your brother would always butt heads with his father, and now it's you. Well, you know, probably you know. God is very smart. He put me in the right time and the right because I'm 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 older, wiser, and more okay. patience. And and probably one of the reasons that him and I didn't work together so much when we were younger because my dad and I are very very similar in personalities. Okay, my brother was very smart. Uh, he he learned was you know, was it, by the way. Yeah, no, he still is. Yeah, no, no, he still is. I I, I, I didn't okay. mean to misspoke. <laughs> but right. he's very smart. Just he, stirring the pot here, he, Christian. He's, he's he's he adapted really well. And, you know, he he learned and, you know, he was under a great gentleman, which is Sal Fontana. Sal, yeah. And, and so. you know, he, he you know, he, he worked with him. And then my dad and I always butted heads. So I started my own business separately. Yeah. And but always helped him and always was with him. And, you know, anything that he would ask me to do, I you know, I'll be there for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's good in real time or in Honduran time because we talked earlier. No, a- no, I and, and I remember I <laughs> since I was ten or eleven years old, I went to boarding school and military school. So by in fifth grade, I was very so for me timetables is, is that's very, why you're always on time. Yes, he is. Yeah. So the the factory or the the tobacco farm is Finca Corojo. Uh, yes, it's, it's El, El Corojo. Yeah. yeah. So we have the Corojo farm in Argelia Hamastrang. Okay. Which is actually that's the first. When, when, and I'll tell you a little bit of story how that happened, but it, that's it is correct. And uh, but you don't just grow Corojo. No, we don't just grow Corojo. We need to grow Habano. We, now we just had a beautiful crop last year of of, of Cameroon, Cameroon and, and Honduras. Yeah. Which I uh, thank yeah. you. I had the pleasure to try it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, and the guys from Universal Leaf and and and, and PA gave us the seed with its original uh, African uh, seed, and and they're, they're giving us some other other seeds that so we're doing a little bit of experiments. But uh, we're extremely happy yeah. and excited with that. Aren't with you that. also growing uh, shade? Uh, we grow very little shade or no no shade. We're not doing it. Everything we do is is sun grown. Okay. So you know and. Uh, but, you know, we still buy our Ecuadorian Connecticut. We buy our San Andres uh, uh, from the Torrents. We've been doing that for since the, since the Camacho. Thing. Yeah, so, so the Maduro version yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that. Yeah. Other than that, it's your stuff. Your uh, stuff. Other than that, it's our stuff. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, with the popularity of Connecticut, shade-grown Connecticut-style cigars, why did it take you four? Why is it the fourth one you released and not the first one? Well, you know, I think that's something that, uh, well, first of all, my dad started with all the Corojo. So, you know, that's something that basically I inherited when I, when I jumped in and, and became part of GRE with him. And then, 
since I already had a Connecticut in, in, in one of the other brands, which is the, the Tetascan brand. Yes. Uh, I, I thought I had a, yeah, but unfortunately it was a sweet tip. So, and, and it had nothing to, to, to do that. And then, you know, as, as I start learning more the dynamics of the market and I understood that, that the biggest selling rapper in the country is Connecticut, I said, hey, I got to do Connecticut. Yes. And, and unfortunately had jumped the gun in, in, in the Maduro first and I didn't want to do two, two, two launches in one year. So I want to do it slowly so I could develop and put the, the, the current launch into the, into the shelves because there's limited space in the shelves. Yeah. And, and if I come out with, you know, three or four SKUs and three different wrappers, it, it becomes very complicated for stores to be able to accommodate my stuff. I can tell you because I work the floor every day that the Connecticut in the Aladino is a beast. Yeah. It's a beast. You know, I, I was, I was telling Dave uh, earlier in the last couple of days that, that, um, when we first launched it, I did a projection, let's say 200 boxes of each size. And when I did the soft launch, uh, within three weeks, everybody was reordering. So I was, I had to rush to make more boxes. And now the Connecticut, we're extremely happy. We're, we're doing very, 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 very good volumes. And the repeat on that, on, 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 the, on people coming back for it, it's wonderful. So yeah, we're, taking, we're very excited. Taking nothing away from the, the regular the, no, line, no, which is fantastic. One of my favorites of, of everything. Um, this is going to outsell if it's not already there yet. This is going to outsell it all, right? Yeah, I think. I think yeah. the way this pacing, I think, is going to really outsell the Corojo. But yeah. I, you know, I asked my dad. I said, "Hey, when we were doing in the Camacho days, you know, Corojo was 40 percent, sixty-five, seventy percent was 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 Connecticut. It's always been the dominant wrapper in the country." I like to have people try this because we have a Connecticut shade with flavor. Yes, certainly. And so it's it's a good thing to bring somebody on to instead of what the past thing has been, bring them a Connecticut cherry that's very, very mild, that ha doesn't have a lot of flavor and stuff. And I think you, you're not even smoking a cigar at that point. It's not what a cigar tastes Correct. like. This tastes like a cigar. And believe me, I, 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 I tried all the, all, the, all the the leaders in the market before, and I told my dad, hey, we need to do something special. <coughs> And I wanted flavor, the Corojo flavor, but I also wanted mildness and creaminess. So that's something that we were able to do. Yeah. And, and I think it worked out really well. Well, and I haven't had a chance yet to share with these guys what we talked about yesterday of that Connecticut shade that we're, we're testing, right? Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Of a cigar. But it's so interesting what adding Corojo to a Connecticut shade. Is this something that we could do in the after show or is it? Do we not have enough? I got to ask Ed. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I know. I very interesting. Very interesting. Very so interesting. Your, very interesting. your cigars hit my flavor profile so perfectly. And the very quick story, we were at a point as Two Guys Smoke Shop where we weren't taking on any new product at all. Yes. You had an yeah. appointment with Dave. He said, I have an appointment. And I go, listen, I know you guys go way back. Do not buy a single goddamn thing. We I'm did. sure he's a nice man, yeah, but no room. January, I got no room. If you buy anything, we got to discontinue stuff right away. So he comes back. I see him the next day. He walks in, his head's down. I go, you bought it. You bought it. You chicken <laughs> shit. And he hands me a cigar. He goes, light this up. So I cut it, and I'm still just berating him. I can't believe you caved. And I cut it, and I start toasting it, and I'm just whatever. And he goes, just taste it. I put it in my mouth, one puff. I go, I get it. 
okay, we're going to get behind this. That's exactly what happened. You yeah. were there. Uh, yeah. Edgar was there, your, your rep, and uh, you said, I understand. I said, I am going to take it. It's just a bad, bad time for us right now. We were just overloaded with everything. Overloaded. There's nothing we can do. It was the worst we've ever been. And as soon as I lit the cigar up, it brought me back to way back when the first um, Camacho um, diploma came out. I remember the day that I ended up smoking that in Honduras, and I said, oh, my God. And I was right back there. You know, when an aroma and a taste brings you yeah. back to, to that's you the, know. That's, sure. that's, that really hits your memory oh, back. Oh, my God. And I'm like, holy. And again, it became one of those, if nobody buys it, I'll just smoke them myself. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. And I'm, and I'm very happy, you know, I came to visit you because, you know, separate from in, any business that we're doing, the people that you have here are just amazing. I mean, it's, it's great. And I see Barry. He's looking like a young pup. Yeah. He's doing fantastic. Yeah. You know, he's got a lot of energy. And Part of it is he, he cut his mustache in half. So <laughs> it makes him look yeah. thinner. <laughs> I actually but, did that after I weighed myself. I wanted to get an extra point. <laughs> there you go. So you that's know, at 9.9. I was like, I got to get this to 10. Let me shave off. I'm, yeah, I'm going to shave. Right? <laughs> but, but, you know, it's you, you have a wonderful, wonderful staff. I mean, these guys we know their do. stuff. And they're very, very great with with the customers, and and you know they really like you know your your your, your business. They're, yeah, they're, they're well, really great. Guys. Well, I'll tell you, I've I've been a, a big fan of your company, uh, your dad's company from way back There's, during the cigar boom. I'll tell you, you mentioned Sal Fontana. Sal Fontana saved uh, holiday season for me um, during the cigar boom. That we were a uh, high volume store, but everybody was trying to get cigars at the time. And I said to Sal, listen, I'm going to be selling, uh, lighters and cutters for Christmas because there's going to be no cigars to sell. And he said, um, okay, I'm going to put something together and just send it to you and we'll talk after. But Next thing I know, a trailer truck came in, and there were brands I never even knew what they were, but a whole bunch of stuff came in, and we had we did a Dario national, national brand, Absolutely. Repeater. Yeah. Repeater, I remember that. Yeah. And Great name. I repeat that yeah. all the time. <laughs> and um, here they were, and you know, Sal was a great guy. I mean, we joked around, and uh, I miss, the, miss him unbelievable, but um, I said at that point that I'm on board with your company no matter what. Uh, you saved me. And uh, those were days that, you know, well, people were fighting. It seemed like the heyday, everybody was happy. I was the most aggravated I've ever been in my life during <laughs> those days because I had plenty of customers and no cigars to sell. And it, what a situation that's in. And um, he saved the day. And over those years, you guys created Dos Ombre for me. Um, my God, that was um, early 1990s. In 1994 was La Giana that you guys made for us then and um, many things over the years, some crazy stuff and um, you know, I came up with some crazy ideas, any Cubans, I don't know if you ever heard the story of that no. um, I, I, we had customers come in and all the time saying, do you have any Cubans? and I say, no, you can't have Cuban cigars and whatever, so I actually made a brand called Any Cubans you guys made it for me <laughs> and uh, they would come in and say, do you have any Cubans? and I say, yes we do, and I'd take them over and there would be Any Cubans Any Cubans, there you go, and that's, they'd that's, be shaking their head that's, and whatever. They, that's Dave Garofalo yeah, for you. There you go. It didn't work. Dick moves. Believe me, you you made a great impression on my wife. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, I got I got lots more to talk, but we're going to go to break right now. When we come back, Aldino cigars are good, but some of them are even more special. And Husto uh, may call them mm, good. We'll find out why that is when we return. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. 
Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars. You are listening to the Cigar Authority. On the United Podcast Network. That's the Serenos. They were the winner of uh, the anniversary party. That's how that came out. We'll talk about that in the next hour. But welcome back. And we're with Justo Aroa from JRE Tobacco, makers of Aladino Cigars. We're smoking the new Aladino Connecticut. This is in the round. And this is a Connecticut with a lot of flavor. We uh, part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. You're smoking along with us. What do we have for flavor notes here? What's happening with the cigar? It's very vanilla-y. And just the ever so slight hint of spice on the back end, right on the finish. Yeah, there's some spice. Yeah, there's also a buttery richness, and the retrohale is very nutty. Jonathan, what kind of vanilla? Is that like a Madagascar? <laughs> Bless you. Bless you for me. A Mexican vanilla? Vanilla bean? Tahitian? I'm going to say Madagascan. Madagascar. I didn't I, even know they existed so many vanillas. There's what? a lot of vanilla. What's the <laughs> vanilla that has egg in it? It's a French vanilla. Ah. I'm going to go with like French, French vanilla. vanilla ice cream. Like French vanilla ice cream. I'm going to go with that. Okay. <laughs> N- nailed it? Well, I guess. Barry said creaminess. He said vanilla. Yeah. You took it to a new level. There we go. It's the yellow vanilla. I'm on board. <laughs> That's the best vanilla, the yellow yeah. vanilla. Yeah. That's you go to get ice cream and it's got plain old white vanilla. Yeah. You're disappointed. 
but you get that yellowish hue. You're I'm like, not oh, all yeah, that disappointed. How much would you love an ice cream right now? <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> I've been doing those diet ice cream sandwiches my wife makes with, yes. uh, with the Cool Whip between yeah. two graham crackers. Yeah. It's pronounced Cool Whip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk about Aladino Reserva because Mr. Jonathan, as we say, has it every day and says it's mm-mm good. And I say mm-mm good because of my Campbell's days. Because Campbell's soup. That's where you came from. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, actually, I think that's where actually I got polished and, you know, understanding uh business uh, and, and before i got to campbell's i i was kind of recruited by friends of mine and i worked for fiu for a while and then i as soon as i left honduras i had a water business which which you were born in honduras yes right? i was born in yeah. honduras yes i was born in honduras and then um, i decided to get my masters while my daughters finished their last year in school so i could transition them and wow move, and move them and move them to At what age uh, well, my little one uh, was starting. Oh, my your age. Uh, my oldest one was going to start a freshman high school, and then the little one starting second grade, and the other one was going into fourth grade. So, I made the the move in two thousand and eight to to move over. I moved two thousand and seven, but I stayed at yeah. doing my MBA for a year. But I was working for FIU and, and Southcom, and yeah. then I got my master's. And uh, I, ha- I had the opportunity to get recruited because of my beverage background, because I had a water bottling business yep. into Campbell's. And you know, if I would have been in Campbell's before and learned what I learned with them, how to how corporate world works at looking at businesses and understanding yeah. business, I would have probably still have been in Honduras with a water business and, and, and also going into the juice business. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's then a you, very, then you learn from the pros. Yeah, I learned from the pros. Those yeah. guys really teach you where the big pile of money is. So you want to go over the big pile of money or the little pile of money. It's easier to make money in the big pile of money. Sure. <laughs> and did, did it help you, though, in the cigar business? Oh, absolutely. One of the things that uh, I learned, I was able to manage the, the, the Walmart account in, in, for Latin America, so uh, I did mostly Central America and Dominican Republic, and you know they teach you a lot. And you know one of the things that I always learn is about SKU rationalization. How many, you know, how many SKUs you want? And then in the beverage business that I was, we worked with a lot of uh, distributors. For example, in, in in Guatemala, the Castillo family they own the Gallo beer. They're huge. They're probably a two point five billion dollar company, mm-hmm. and uh, you learn, you know that. That that the core business is done with maybe four or five SKUs, and and I believe in that. So that's something I'm trying to uh, concentrate myself. Even though when I inherited Aladino, they had you know twelve, thirteen right. SKUs just in the regular line. But you know, my dad is you know I, I I like to write everything down because you know that's that's the way I got taught. So I show him you know statistics and with now statistics and you know and then that's how your we, dad fought you a little bit on coming out with the Connecticut. Well. He, Yes, uh, because he, you know, he he's so you know he's so pro Corojo, and then with with, with with when we were starting to do the, the our, our our Connecticut, he you know he would you the Corojo that we did with the Connecticut kind of overpowered it, but I wasn't looking for that because I'm more like him, a mild to medium smoker, but I like flavor. So yeah. so so we got together, you know, we did a roundtable ahead of the the retailers that went last year. On the trip, uh, and Kyle was actually one of the guys that came down with the retailers. And uh, I had, oh, my Maduro line, I had my reserva, and 
the only cigar they smoked was the, was, was, was the Connecticut. So as soon as I got back, I did the soft launch with them. And I have one of my, a good friend of mine that is also one of my independent brokers, Tom Polar, is the one that knew the Camacho days. And, and we worked with my dad to come out with the reserve and all that stuff. So, yeah. so he's, been, he's been very key to helping us out because he, he know what worked before. So we just got to follow the, the you know the footsteps that we did before yeah. and you know and and that was also done with you know with my brother so we were, were you know that was did, good that those core cigar smokers took to the connecticut because i i always get afraid when a manufacturer goes to some hardcore cigar smokers and said okay let me know what this is it becomes a negative thing immediately on a connecticut shade if it's flavorless though but you're a guy that smokes a fuller-bodied cigar, and you find a Connecticut that that has, has a flavor. little flavor to it. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to get the buzz from it, but it, it's good. Well, so the, tell me sure. about the Corojo Reserve. Why? <laughs> what makes it so special? Well, other than you clearly blended it specifically for my jo palate, Jonathan, keep yeah. your hands above the table. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it, it's very simple. As Such a fanboy on this. We, we we kept on. You know, remember we kept my dad kept on growing tobacco. And, you know, there was a lot of crops that we had there with a lot of Liharos, and they were extremely, we had, you know, for example, the first reserve that came out, it was a 12, uh, 2012 crop. So you're looking, you know, when we came out, it's had six, seven years already in aging. So when you get that Lijero and you put it into a cigar, it's a very extremely well-aged, but it's got, that, it's got the, that trait that you still have that power, but it also has that smoothness. So you get a bold, smooth cigar. And I think that's that what we're trying to keep in, in the old days of Camacho, since the volume was so big and it was opened up to everybody, you were getting more of that peppery, more, more, more aggressive taste uh, when, you know, like you, when you get a younger leaf and, you know, we're trying to, so that's why we only do, you know, 400 boxes of each size a month and whoever doesn't get their, 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 you know, their four boxes per store. Uh, every month, then they have to wait for the next month because then another store gets the opportunity to sell them. And I don't want to overload anybody or or, or, or or do that. That's why you only get, you know, four per store. So you don't right. get 12 boxes a month per, per size. It's not enough. It's not enough, yeah. And there's, uh, there might be something coming out down the pike, uh, another new size. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of the guys that went down. That's why I, I enjoy bringing retailers because we get a lot of feedback from them because they're in front of the customers. And, 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 and the feedback from these guys that are out in the trenches is what really helps us to kind of design the dynamics of what we're going to come out next. And they wanted a, a Corona, but, you know, we have limited amount of leaves. So if I use a leaf that I'm going to use for a Toro or a Robusto, then, you know, doing a smaller size, I waste that leaf. Yes. So uh, we already pre-selected what we have. So that's why hopefully in the future we'll be able to come out sometime in October or November with a very limited amount of boxes, what would be called the number four, which is the original Corona size of yeah. the Cuban right. numbers. And this happens to be about my favorite size. And, you know, for me, Jonathan has whatever reason. Ed he Sullivan has, off camera has the Corona in this, his hand. This is probably the most anticipated thing that I have smoked this decade. If you'd like to... Uh, just bring the camera in, Ed Sullivan. I Such a show, show off. Show off. But in case they want to see it. I had it before you, so. Yeah. <laughs> nya, 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 nya. See, for me, I smoked no less than many thousands of Cuban cigars in the 90s. Right? So, in the 90s, 
they had authentic Corojo. Yes. Right? Yes. And so this cigar, more than anything, reminds me of what I know as real Cuban cigars, much more so than today's Cuban cigars. Yes. It's really got the same flavor profile. I would say, oh, I probably smoked many thousands of uh, Partagas shorts. You know, I used to buy the cabinets of 50, and in these have that same flavor profile. But the sizes you've had up until now have not been my favorite yeah. sizes. This? Well, that's especially for you then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for yeah. all your hard work making no, I, me happy. I, I know where our four boxes are coming. <laughs> Unfortunately. I'll so. be here before Ed Sullivan yeah. that day. Uh, now, in order to make, is that a 40 ring gauge? Or just 44. 44. In order to make something that thin, you that you must be making some sort of adjustment to the blend as far as shifting those primings because you can't get Lajero to burn that thin. Yeah, so we definitely, you know, the amount of Lajero that's going to go in there is going to be a little bit less, but hopefully the wrapper, uh, since you said you'll smoke a little bit more wrapper, that wrapper will compensate that. I did smoke yeah, it, and it's it is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It is fantastic. So, it's, so it's, but remember, you're not going to get the punch of younger wrappers. <coughs> so we're trying to use as, uh, the, the oldest so we keep that intensity of flavor, but at the same time to be smooth. Can Dave and buy the entire production run? It's no, I can't. I can't. I wish. Thanks, though, Barry. I, 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 I approve. It was nice that it didn't come from me. And wow, if that ever happened, you might have got a bonus for that. I would have felt bad spending yeah. all your money. Yeah. No, no, that would have been good. I, I wish I could. I definitely. But you know, we 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 sorted the leaf already, so we already have the the sorted leaf for that. So, uh, and I'm just you know trying to, to oh, take care alive. of everybody. So let's get it out there. When the when the reserva first came out. The outside wrapper was a little lighter, and I noticed as we started getting through that production, they came in a little darker and a little darker. And one of the surprising things was a lot of with a lot of tobaccos, the darker it gets, the sweeter it gets. And with Corojo, the more spice you seem to get from it. There's a little offline sweetness on the back end, but it, it te tends to be a little more aggressive. Why is that? Well, you remember that that the darker the wrapper normally comes up from the higher priming so you'll get a little bit more intensity in, in in the flavor remember the lower the lower primings of any leaf of any plant is the is, is, the, is the lightest the lightest in in, in in flavor intensity so as you go up and the darker it is 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 a it's you'll get more intensity i'll tell you he is number one for buying the reserve to take home he's number one in the whole yeah. company we, we looked probably, at the numbers over there. Probably nope. in the whole country, too. <laughs> probably. I'd say he smokes more. He's asking you a question about the Reserva, but he smokes more than you do of them. I promise no, you. Believe me, he smokes more than my dad and I do together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my he, dad and I are lightweights when it comes to that. He's a champion when <laughs> yeah. it comes to that. Um, you know, your brother is an advertiser on the show, as you are, um, and we do a little segment we're going to get to right now uh, with Asylum. Asylum is one of his brands oh, over there. He's, so he's, he's really kicking ass for that. He is. It's time to take a peek into the Asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> there is nothing worse than a bush that needs to be trimmed. 
However, oh, Victoria God. Thomas Freybutt had something else in mind when she retrieved her pruning shears. The woman who had tied her husband up used the clippers to cut off his penis. Upon arriving at the house of the reported incident, the officers went on a manhood hunt to retrieve the small, dismembered penis, where after an extensive search, it was put on ice. The woman was charged with a Class C felony, where it's not the size of the crime that matters, but the motion of the clippers, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. Is that not the second penis story in a row? It might have been. He, like, he goes for those. Those are go-tos for him. It's low-hanging fruit. Yep. If you, and I got it on well, Fox News, so it had to be true. It's the, oh, Fox News. It is. That Who's still, I'm sorry you had to be here for yes. And you can see why uh, Christian is uh, about to end his segment of here. <laughs> um, so uh, your company, JRE Tobacco, is not just Aladino. There's other brands on it. Tell yes. us about the other. Okay. So um, Aladino is basically uh, a, a, a pure Corojo, actually kind of um, showing off our, our Corojo or, or is based on our Corojo line. And all three lines are based on Corojo. We have a Rancho Luna line, which only three skews. I did Robusto, Toro, and and I did a Gordo. And, and the difference there is not it, the wrapper. It, the, no, it's, you got the you got a different wrapper, but it also it, it also has a lot of our Habano. Okay. So it's so it's a blend that is not a a, a true pure. It's not a puro like the Aladino line, and and it's got so it's got some. It, it's stepped down in in, in flavor intensity. And that, and then we also have our our, our Tadascan line, which is a more value line with, with with sweet tip. We also do that in Connecticut, and then we do that also in Habano. In sweet tip, all of them. Oh, in sweet tip, all of them. Yep. And because uh, we you were the original backerack. Yes, actually, we were the original backerack. Yeah. And, and actually, my dad told me the reason the reason backerack came out when he was a young kid coming out of school. A lot of the people that would roll on the streets would get young tobacco from 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 the, from from the farms. <coughs> And you know, the tobacco was bitter, so they would put a little bit of sugar on the tip. Okay. And that way people would smoke it or they would chew it. And In and, Honduras? No, no, in Cuba. Back, oh, okay. Back in Cuba. So oh, he said wow. that. So um, he always tells me the story that when Baccarat first came out, he did it without telling anybody. So he ships out the product and then, you know, uh, South calls. Hey, what the hell's going on? You put it on a sweet tip on on, 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 on the on the back on the back rat. So take it off, take it off, take it off. So, you know, two, three weeks later, my dad starts taking the the, 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 the sweet tip off. And then three weeks later, he says, hey, no, 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 put it back on, put it back on. <laughs> so it was it was really a, one of those things, and it became a giant under, under, oh, under yeah. the Camacho. Uh, that was the biggest, right? That, it was the biggest. It was a silent giant. Nobody, yeah. nobody really talked about it. Yeah, you weren't getting big reviews on it, but yeah, it was selling by the box. It was selling it was selling like crazy and, and it became a very, very popular stick, very, very accessible. And you know, it's a formula that you know you, it worked. So you, one of the things you do if, if it works, you gotta follow the formula that of works. Of course. Yeah. Was there ever a Cuban cigar brand that did it? I don't. I don't have the knowledge yeah. to, to to be able to respond to that. But I, I don't I, ever I, remember. I, I don't. I don't. I don't recall that. No. Like I said, my dad got that from the streets when from he was just the streets from the streets. Street and, and he asked the guy, "Why do you do it?" He says, "Because tobacco is bitter. This is young, so I'm going to put this on, and people can smoke it." Wow. Yeah. Okay. I got a question. There's other the people doing that right now too. I got a oh, question yeah. from the chat room from Rudy. Um, he wants to know on the cigar that we're smoking right now. There's two dates. There's 1947 to the left of the logo and 1961 to the right of the logo. You want to know if you can discuss the significance of those years. Okay. Um, 
my dad was very, very specific about these dates because he says the golden era of Cuban cigars was the pre-embargo era, the pre-embargo era. And 47 to 61 is when Cuban cigars became very iconic. And uh, by becoming iconic, it was done because of the Corojo leaf. So since we're doing that, and then Aladino is Aladdin. So I have taken the Aladino uh, meaningful as the genie. So when you smoke the cigar, Aladino brings you back to that golden era of Cuban cigars. Very interesting. Right. Yeah, Didn't know that. And you know, this was a movie theater? Also? Actually, it was, it was also a movie theater because oh. it was next to our, uh, the house we grew up. Is, uh, it was our, our grandpa, my Christian, and our grandpa that we grew up together. And, uh, you know, Aladino, Aladdin would take you around the world when you saw a movie. And, you know, it transported you into, a, into, into recreation and a fantasy world. Oh. So, so that's it's a fantastic name. And actually, he manufactures it. There's a lot of confusion sometimes because our factory is called, our corporate in the Lomas is called Aladino. But his building is, is the old Aladino Theater. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, if we want to make it confusing, that's the way we make it confusing. All right. <laughs> Will we ever see you guys get together? You know, there is, there might absolutely be possibilities. Uh, you know, I, I, I see nothing wrong with that because, you know, but first you need to develop your brands. Yeah. You know, if you look at General Motors, you know, you got Chevrolet, you got uh, GMC, and then you got Cadillac. Each one runs like independent. And even yeah. if you go to Procter & Gamble's, all the, all the detergents that you use to, you know, wash your clothes come from the same company, but you think they're different companies. Mm. And that way you're able to develop a brand more, more, more effectively when you're when you're definitely you know focusing on that who and would steer that ship you were christian nah, if you did a collaboration well, we, that's where the problem that's the hold up that's yeah. the hold up but imagine a, or a collaboration brand be sick yeah Brother well, versus brother. Nah, one of you has the box press. No, the other one has the round. I, I, and I always, I always look at it as, as brother with brother. Here we go. <laughs> no, it's good. I, I, I sat you guys next to each other at the anniversary party. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We, we yeah. are, we, you know, every. As a matter of fact, when I got hurt, uh, you know, in Honduras, yeah. the guy that came over to, you know, help me take a shower and put me in the shower and everything was my brother. I mean, nice. we we're very close. Uh, you know, business wise, we we have separate, completely separate operations. And it's good because, you know, he's able to do things the way he wants to do it. And I want to do the things I want to do it. And then, you know, never know. Maybe in the future we'll get best practices of both. I said, this worked for us. This worked for you. And, you know, let's work those things together. Beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful. Imagine if that buyout happened. One of them buys the other one out. Nah, I think it's a collaboration. <laughs> yeah. Next week, next week we're going to talk about uh, we're taking the crystal like ball to, out. We're I'd like to put some... that in as one of my rumors. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's a very, very big possibility because there was no denial at all, if you noticed. Okay, uh, what can we expect in the near future from JRE? <laughs> well, uh, my dad is pretty excited. Hopefully, uh, he did a, an experimental crop uh, two years ago. Uh, uh, and then on his 80th birthday, he planted uh, a larger crop of Cameroon, and uh, hopefully we should be coming out with that. Uh, and we'll be we're tweaking now the blends, and we'll have uh, sometime which is, is open to retailers uh, the third week of, of of January and the third week of February for retailers to come on down. 
to the to, to our operations. And, and, I, and how we'll safe talk, is that? People talk Honduras; they're worried about it. I mean, you're just Honduras. to tell you something: the the safest country in in, in Central America is Honduras. The really? biggest military base outside of of, of, of the U.S. and in, in Latin America is is in Honduras, and was it always been in Honduras? Is JTF Bravo? Uh, you know, we, you know, during the Cold War, we had the biggest mill group before Afghanistan. It was was there. Um, you know, we have four international airports. You know, uh, it is extremely safe. We have improved our, our numbers uh, very much in, in, in safety. We used to be pretty, pretty, you know, we, the thing is, we're very open and we publish everything. Uh, you know, our media is not controlled like in other countries. Right. And uh, so, but it's, it's extremely safe. Would we it be no safe issue. for Barry now that he's a blonde, though? Absolutely. <laughs> it's safe for everybody. You know, you it have blend, a guy, an audience. Right he, in. he was there. You could ask him thumbs up if it was safe or thumbs down. Felt good. Away. Felt good yeah. about it. I haven't been in years, but, uh, you know, the stuff we hear in the U.S., yeah, we, and everything. No, is no, no. But, it, but it's it's just news, and everybody in, in, in everybody wants, you know, the industry. You know, the, you always talk you sensationalize. It, they sensationalize everything, but you know, I think you know it's it's, it's extremely safe. You know, where everywhere you go, if you go to Chicago, go to the wrong neighborhood, you 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 know you get in trouble. So, how many so, consumers have you lost over the years of doing tours? <laughs> Actually, absolutely none. <laughs> All right. That sounds safe to me. All yeah. right. Final thoughts here in the Aladino, Connecticut. Barry, you have a yeah, finger I'm, burning here, I'm right? I'm loving it. It's, yeah. To me, it's a fantastic morning smoke. You know, for me, I'm a, I'm a stronger cigar smoker. I like the Aladino Maduro, but this is a great way to start the day. And the Aladino Maduro is your, your go-to? I, I like the Aladino Maduro. For I, the, I had for, that just before the show. Yeah, for the price Fantastic. point, I like that one. Yeah. Um, but they have a cigar for each section of the day, Aladino. Yes. So this is a great way to start the show. How about you, Ed Sullivan? You're not a typical Connecticut guy by any means? No, but I'm making good progress on this. I smoke them from time to time. I tend to break up the day with a Connecticut at some point during You're the day. You're a fan of the queen. Yeah. The queen, she seems... Not oh, you mean the size. <laughs> the size. <laughs> so I do smoke these on a regular basis. Yeah, I like the size names because they bring me back to the 80s when <laughs> they were all named... He's talking the number four that's come out, the corona. That's what it was, the number four, and then became corona after yeah. in the queen size and all that. Uh, Mr. J, what do you think? The uh, Connecticut, and although I'm pretty much off Connecticut's, I do find myself gravitating toward the queen size. Not so much the Toro because I'm, I, I need something a little shorter. I like I like a shorter format when it comes to Connecticut. But uh, yeah, it's great. <coughs> yeah, the Corojo's coming through. Yeah, smaller and stronger. <laughs> yeah, right. Obviously. And who stole you, of of what you guy you make? Do you have a favorite? Personal favorite? Personal favorite? I would say. When I'm on the road, I smoke a lot of uh, of, of the Connecticut's because I'll smoke. I'll stop in different shops and I'll smoke. You're gonna smoke a lot. I'm gonna smoke a lot. So this has been actually perfect. But I normally smoke when I'm at home. I'll smoke the regular regular Aladino, and then if I'm really tired at, at, in the afternoon or you know I'm, I had a long day, I would smoke a, a Maduro. So so you know I have something. The reserver for me is a little bit. I will get a buzz, but like I said, I'm like my dad. I'm a, I'm a light smoker. Yeah, so. it's, too, it's too strong for me to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah. I know he. Plus, there's none none from. I don't want to take him away from customers or like me. Jonathan does all the time. Yeah, but before we close on the Aladino, Connecticut, uh, 
one of the reasons the, the, the queen size is named the queen size is because my dad, when he had Perfecto Garcia, that's, that's that was the size that he sold the most in Perfecto Garcia. Yeah. So I want it's an the, old brand. It's man. an old wow. brand, and he, you know he he really loved it. And uh, you know he says that is going to be the queen. So when I saw that, I said oh, I love the queen size, and, it, and queen size is doing phenomenally well and retails for six eighty. So it's a nice. great, it's a, it's a great, it's nice. a great stick. Well, thank you so much for coming up for the anniversary party and and spending a few days here with us and and your support of the Cigar Authority and everything. I mean, it's been a great partnership with you. And um, we want to have you on for the after show. Oh, thank you so much. It's really an honor, and I really appreciate. You know, we have a very nice crowd. I really yes. thank everybody here for being here and, and and for coming for the 34th anniversary. This is our first class operation, and, and it is the the consumer event in the industry. So thank you so much for thank you guys. You. All right, when we come back, we're going to tell you about uh, two guys' 34th anniversary party. Who was there, and uh, what we asked each and every one of them. We'll talk about that and lots more. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, 
Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
And we are back with our number two coming back from the big cigar event on Wednesday called Two Guys Smoke Shops. 34th anniversary, first prize, door prize, was a first-class trip for six to Las Vegas. VIP trip. VIP with all kinds of stuff going on. We'll get back to uh, how that turned out in a second. But first, that second cigar dedicated to you, Mr. Jonathan, who was a crybaby last week. I uh, think that's... Uh, he wanted his Aladino Reserve. You have not had one of these uh, for a good two, three hours. Correct. Yeah. So what do we have, Barry? Well, today's second cigar is the Aladino Corojo Reserva, and it's manufactured in Honduras by JRE Tobacco. We're going to light up the 5x50 Robusto, which is a Honduran Puro, featuring 100% authentic Corojo tobacco. Your cigar is a, a single cigar is $12.19, while a box of 20 is $2.15.99, which is a savings of about $28, or 11% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. This is a full-bodied one. And if we're out of it, blame Jonathan for right. smoking a ball. Right. Uh, this is something, as he says, uh, six boxes per month or something comes in. It's a small amount. Um, it has white tissue paper at the bottom of the cigar. It has a yellow and brown secondary band that says Corojo Reserve. Um, the key it, to this is the white tissue paper is there because they don't use cellophane because the box itself is cedar and this allows additional aging in a cedar environment. Absolutely. And it makes a difference. Also, if the cigar makes your nose run, you can wipe it a little uh, bit with that. Because it is tissue. And Jonathan can wipe his nose from you know all the fanboyism in the first hour. Yeah. This is you know uh, something you have to try. You have to oh, try this. Out. This is uh, and the primary band is such a throwback, yeah, to you know the Camacho days. Sure, yeah, it does. It says a lot. All right, let's give it a cut and light. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars—they stand for quality, tradition. And excellence. Excellence. And it was great to see Nick Perdomo and his lovely wife, Janine, at the anniversary party. They come every single year. At the risk of sounding creepy, she was freaking stunning. Yeah, she's beautiful. (laughs) That silver dress she had on. Wow. Mission accomplished. You sounded creepy as (laughs) fuck. Nick, please don't hurt me. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, it was very Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, uh, They dress so nice. and um, Best dressed couple in the industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let's taste. There's a little a little musty component on the cold draw. A lot of cedar, Mm -hmm. a boatload of cedar. That's his maiden name. That never gets old. I'm actually okay with you coming up with the flavor profiles forever. It tastes sweet to me, and it uh, cinnamony. But you know. And I know what's coming, though. <laughs> so this is one that is going to fool you when you light it, because now it's going to get powerful. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Cyclone. This is the original Cyclone featuring three jets, the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. This is the original. An easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of twelve ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Cyclone. Oh, I'm very excited about this. Once we get it lit, I got an email to read. I promised this kid, Justin, that it was going to get red. So we talked about 
the early strength, and then it's going to mellow out. So if, if you're smoking the cigar, boom, it, it pops immediately. Right away. Uh, not that it's going to go dramatically lower. It is going to drop somewhat lower, but it seems like all their cigars start heavier. We, we call it a... Honduran um, bite. Yeah. And the retro has a complete 180 from the Connecticut. Yeah. It, it's loaded with... Do you have a retro hail this, Mr. J? No. Never. No. You should. I know better. I know better. You'll get lots more of that flavor. Powerhouse. Yeah, you don't enjoy it the same way I enjoy it. Your tastes have dramatically changed. For for this to be a go-to for you all the time, this is a, I'm going to go eight and a half strength. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Eight and a half. And and they agree. There's the- Yeah, I won't even adjust that. We say all the time, because the reason we have 1,100 open boxes in the store is there's an ass for every seat, yeah. right? So in smoking so many different cigars over the years, never finding the one that hit it except for that Byron Grand Poema. That is just so good for me. I love it. The problem is I can't afford to smoke that right. three times a day, even with the discount. Well, this is no cheap cigar. No, $12. But it, $12 Robusto. It's yeah. up there in price. It's expensive, but to me, it's, worth it's it. It's worth every penny. No, mm. so it's very good, but it's too heavy for me to go to all the time. Every once in a while, but the regular Aladino, which is, I would say, seven and a half in this, strength. Uh, no, I spoke one on the way today. I would say that's a five and a half. Yeah, six. I'd call that five because I'd call them Maduro, yeah. six and a half, seven. I this love is the that. same. I love that, and this is too strong. This is the same. I think ratios as it, it, it the has, regular Aladino, which is the, higher primings. It has the same taste profile, but it's just more concentrated. Strong. It's too strong. No, for me, I'm with you. Just a heads up for the lightweights like like me that all eight of you that listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, so Justin writes a few observations through the contact us page. I'm a longtime listener in Florida, and I have a few observations. The new introductions for Asylum and Classic are horrible. Wow. The previous versions were great hypes for the segment and did more for brand recognition. People were bitching and complaining about it. And how many did we get to say, get rid of this? So we did. I found now myself the shutting the show off this week when the new ads came on. If you have to change them, you can definitely do better as the voiceover artist has no cadence. Two. Wow, he's not going to like that. No. There's been an argument for a while now how vape has hurt the cigar industry with lawmakers lumping our industry into theirs. Listening to Jonathan defend them was sickening on the last show. I realize he's a libertarian and doesn't want anything regulated, but we must take a stand against vape and e-cig companies. Who is this? This is uh, no, Justin. Who was this that we... that Jonathan You, you guys were us. saying how everybody's talking about how the six people died supposedly from vape and yes. everybody's getting sick supposedly all from over vape. the news. Yes. All I'm saying is you can't buy into the hype machine. There hasn't been enough time to be able to prove that that's what it is. Right now, New Hampshire yesterday issued a health warning here in the state that there are currently numerous illnesses that all have one thing in common. Yeah, it's a, it's a common allergy of what it is. And, it, and it's I'm vaping. sure they vaping, all use a microwave. Vaping is the enemy of the cigar industry. If we didn't get lumped together with vape, we wouldn't be fighting this FDA issue. We're different than vape. We are different than vape. And because vapes were so popular with high school students, all of a sudden the focus is on everything smoking when it shouldn't be. I'm not arguing we shouldn't be separated. Vape. I'm not arguing we shouldn't be separated. Ban every vape. All I'm saying is... That in the same way that we asked for fairness with our product, we have to be fair with everyone's product. 
I'll be fair when they're not lumped together in the cigar industry. My argument isn't to keep them lumped. I do believe we should be separated because it's completely different products. I'm just saying Agreed. fair is fair. All right. What else? What else? This he is my the, favorite one right even here. Though hates though the commercials. I, even though I hate to do it, I'm probably closer to Jonathan's position. Really, you want to be if you want to be treated fairly, then you have to look at other products. To be, it's it's called the way. golden rule. It's not, the, it's not the golden rule. Treat others as you'd like to be treated. Do one to others. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three is my favorite. Listening to Jonathan carry on about how he had to smoke something he didn't want to was a great sell of Garofalo. I know I won't he be buying picked one. It. He picked it. It's, it is terrible. It is terrible. I, and I agree with him on that. I've grown rather tired of Not his constant. Not the cigar is terrible, but you picked it and then you bashed it. That it I did not bash it. Mad because I was mad because you this? got to smoke what you wanted to smoke. He got to smoke what he wanted to smoke, and he got to smoke what he well, wanted you, to smoke. Do you know why? Because I wanted to smoke this. They told us to smoke what <coughs> smoke we wanted what to you smoke. Want. And then when I said, "Oh, good, I get to smoke an Aladino," you're like, "You're a one-trick pony," and you are. Whatever. <laughs> and you are. I've grown tired of his constant temper tantrums on the show, and I'm looking forward to the week he is not on. Thanks for listening. I'm sure this email won't be read on the air, but I had to share my thoughts. Respectfully submitted, Justin from Clearwater, Florida. Justin, he likes promised, I read it on the air. Just throw it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And Husto couldn't stand seeing trash on the ground. He couldn't. He picked it up. Uh, Thank you, Husto. All right, 34th anniversary, uh, who was there? We had uh, Carson and Tony Serino were there. Christian Aroa was there uh, and his brother, Julio? Justo? Justo. Julio's the dad. Julio's the dad. Look, he got him aggravated. He's folding his arms. He's like, you've known me for 30 years. I can't pronounce my name. I did that for you. Okay. (laughs) Eric Newman was there from J.C. Newman. You see that picture of him as Elvis? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric Wentworth from Hammer and Sickle, George Padrone from Padrone Cigars. I say this stuff now because if I say it before, well, we put the tickets on sale, they're going to sell out. They're going to sell out anyway, but right. uh, we don't use these people to help it. This, this helps the event. Uh, Glenn Case from Christoph was there. He had a good time. J.R. Dominguez was there. Um, Nick Perdomo uh, and his wife. Rocky Patel was there. Yep. Rocky seemed to have a good time, too. Uh, Scott Weeks from Recluse. Steve Saka was there. Uh, Tony, uh, Tony Serino, I said. We had um, Terrence Riley from Aganosa Leaf. And Tony Gomez representing La Florida Dominicana along with Mr. Jonathan Carney. It's not Mr. Anything. The, the real, real Mr. Mr. Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, we had uh, Johan Swan from Davidoff. And uh, a couple of no-shows, and uh, mm. we'll, we'll save that for another show. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of no-shows. You know who you are, and I know they're listening. Um, we decided that, uh, and Ed Sullivan, you did it last year, right? We went around and asked a question last year. What was the question last year? Do you remember? Boxers or briefs, I think. What was the, the question had, Was it in something with watches? No, cars. Cars. Oh, their first car. Right, and then their dream car. Right. So this time we, we actually got two questions answered, but we're going to break them out into a one was, what was the first cigar they ever smoked? And uh, we'll save that for a show of 
and do a show on fresh cigars we ever smoked and okay. and bring them on to it too so there, there's a whole show right check yeah. that off and um the next one was the first paying job that each one of just for the record had. i wanted so badly to ask Husto while he was up here what his first paying job was but i didn't want to ruin your contest all right good i i know what it was yes <laughs> Um, which is very interesting because uh, there's an array of people with an array of first-type jobs. So we decided to actually turn this into a contest that will begin next week. We have to put this together. And we have uh, each one of them saying what their first job is. But instead of coming out and just playing it, we're going to actually drag this thing on for a while. So uh, we'll have everything t together for next week and explain how it's going to work. But we have a wonderful prize to give away. I'll tell you what that prize is now. Um, the person who answers all the questions correctly will get an all-expense-paid trip to New Hampshire for two guys' 35th anniversary. This is uh, airfare, hotel, and a VIP ticket to the event for the person that ends up getting this correctly. If uh, they get them all correctly. All of them. All of them. And, I, you know, I did the interviews, and I'm not 100% sure I could get them all correct. Mm. So we have a secondary prize in case nobody gets it all, so we give prizes away, which will be tickets to the anniversary party, VIP tickets to the anniversary party as a, a secondary. But we will have that ready next week. Yes, sir. And then we'll begin the uh, the contest. Then, so I'm going to hand this, these papers over to you because this is all the secret stuff. Guard Sh it with your life. Guard it with your life. Share it with nobody, because that's a because more than likely Dave didn't save it on his computer. So <laughs> that's the only copy. Now, thankfully, he emailed me a copy of it too. So in yes, case, I did. If I lose this, yes, I, I got to back up. So uh, we had a lot of first timers, which I love to see. First time going to the anniversary party mm -hmm. to see what it's all about, because it's it's very hard to explain to people what ends up going on. But we'll tell you that um, it started off with a VIP room where the manufacturers were, and open bar and hors d'oeuvres and stuff with the VIP people, um, and. Some of those VIP people are customers who uh, chose to use their stogie points mm -hmm. and stuff to be part of the VIP, and um, three, four hundred people yeah. in, in the other room where there were hors d'oeuvres yeah. and cigar smoking. As you came in, everybody got 18 cigars right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, there's your money back immediately when you walk through the door, so you should be feeling good about it. Then at 7 o'clock, we open the doors and let everybody pour in, which is a fun thing for me from the vantage point I am at the stage looking at these people coming in like – So uh, running of the bulls. Running of the bulls. Yeah. And uh, everybody makes their way. It, that takes about 15 minutes to get them seated. Uh, it was September 11th, so we did a tribute uh, for September 11th. And as somebody who lived in New York, I was deeply moved and very appreciative that you did that. Um, it's a very tough day. Yes. So I personally want to thank you for that. Mm. that was a, a lot of people came up to me and uh, and said that that was important. And nobody knew what was going to happen, but it was nice. Uh, we went. We sat down and had a sit-down dinner, five-course dinner, um, and followed up with dessert, and then it became comedians. We had Jimmy Dunn. He's well, during dinner, we also had um, Frank, Sinatra. Frank Sinatra singing. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we had a Frank Sinatra guy that did a great job. Michael, uh, Michael Dutra. Dutra. Great job by Michael Dutra. And uh, with a nice uh, backdrop of uh, Sinatra. And uh, we had a big digital board that, that 
so we could change the set yeah. over and over. Um, then it moved on to uh, the comedians, and we had yeah. uh, Jimmy Dunn. He was a first-time attendee. Yes. What, what did he say at the end? I got to get a picture of this so I can show my doctor tomorrow what happened to me. <laughs> Non-cigar smoker. And uh, anybody thinking of coming to the anniversary party, if you're not a hardcore cigar smoker, you actually shouldn't go. It's, it's a tough one, even for mm-hmm. me, who I'm around uh, smoke every day. This is to the extreme. 500 people lighting up at at the same moment when you light up a cigar that's when the most smoke comes out the people pour in the room and the first thing they do is light up a cigar so it's just a crazy cloud of celebrating smoke. the conquest of their chair yes uh which is the running of the bull section of it uh jimmy dunn uh was followed up with tony v our friend tony v from dueling comedians and uh after that was done then the game show ends up happening and the game show is the elimination of each group. When somebody comes in, they grab a lanyard. There's 18 different cigar manufacturers, and uh, each one of them gets the manufacturer's badge. You don't know which one you're going to get. And then we start eliminating the groups, um, one group at a time. So 20, 25 people at a time are eliminated till we get down to the final two groups. That's when the game show actually begins more than elimination. It's me offering to buy people out. I got a guy um, with two groups left for $150. I bought his lanyard, immediately followed by eliminating a group, which was the other group. So now my lanyard was in the final group. I paid $150 for it. I offered him $300 to buy his lanyard back back from me at that point so I could double my money. He didn't find you the least bit fun. No, no. He <laughs> steered me down like uh, he wanted to kill me. So I was done playing with him, and I actually had to have somebody assist me walking back to the car. <laughs> he wasn't happy. Uh, but that's part of the game. He gets $150, and now I'm in on the final group. The final group begins elimination one by one until we end up getting a winner or until I buy them out. Lots of money is uh, offered during there. Actually, no money took place until we got down to the final three people and me, because that lanyard stood out to the very end of the last four people. Did you pay yourself? I did. All right. No, I didn't. (laughs) Um, And it ended up that the uh, final group, and we have one of the players right here that uh, was in at the very end, where I offered $5,000 and a copy of my new book, David versus Goliath, How to Compete and Beat the Online Giant. David Garofalo, author. By the way, find that in your favorite bookstore. Also one of David's classic dick moves. (laughs) But they got a copy of that book. If they wanted it, they first turned it down until I opened the book because I put a bookmark on page 217, I believe. And on that was the story of the anniversary party that's actually written, written inside the book. And I told them I put a special bookmark in each book and that bookmark was 10 100 bills so another thousand that's the dick move i was referring to <laughs> that's a nice thing i'll give you this book you don't say anything about what's in it and they should have been a special bookmark should have been tipped off the fact that the book was it, sealed in cellophane books they, don't come like that and they would have been tipped off if they read the book mm-hmm. and they uh eventually i offered them five thousand dollars each in the book with the bookmark in it. So they got $6,000 each. They took it, and I didn't have to buy the uh, VIP trip. More important than that, you didn't have to do the booking for the VIP trip because which is that, a, that is yeah. labor-intensive. Which we're looking at. That of that event, we were at about $30,000. So I got out of it at $18,000. 
Uh, and that's how it plays out. So, you know, if, if somebody stayed on, good, but I'm going to try to end up saving a few bucks uh, or, or, in this case, $12,000. It, it was a good time. It was a good time. So uh, that's that. Right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And let's start in Florida. As Fort Lauderdale has raised the tobacco purchasing age to 21. Boo! Additionally, stores that do not go 21 or older will be prohibited from having self-serve displays. Wow. So if a guy comes with his 17-year-old kid, if they let the 17-year-old kid in, they cannot have self-serving displays. 21-year-old kid. If a 21-year-old kid comes in, it, in other words, nobody under 21 can enter a store if they have self-service displays. Hmm. Um, so every convenience store and everything has to go non-self-service. Right. Or, you know, any cigar, and a cigar store any, has any to cigar say. store with a walk-in humidor, which is self-service. So here's the thing. I, I made this fight with uh, the city of Everett back in the day when uh, they wanted to do that in Massachusetts when we had a store there. And, you know, on a Saturday morning, you see it, that the guy comes in with his kids or something, and he comes in to get his box of cigars, and he's got his little kid with him, and he's got to take care of his kid. Well, the city of Everett, there was no parking lot, you know, so I said, here's the problem that ends up happening. The guy has to leave his kid alone in the car and run in to get his box of cigars. And God forbid the first day that somebody abducts one of those childs, I said, that's going to be on every one of your hands that are going to happen here. The guy goes back into the car, lights a cigar in there, and that's okay because you can do that. But your problem is them walking into the store. And what are you accomplishing here at that point? Why? And uh, we ended up beating it because you try to put a little logic into there. What are you trying to do? The guy comes in with his kid. He's smoking cigars around his kid every day, but he doesn't want to see his father going to buy the product. So, uh, but that didn't happen in Fort Lauderdale, where this, where Altadas is based out of. They yeah. let that happen there? Yeah, it was at 30 miles north of Miami. Wow. Um, this week, Michigan legislatures have proposed a bill that would ban smoking throughout the state at beaches and parks. Boo. Meanwhile, the California State Assembly has passed the bill that would ban smoking at beaches and parks, and that measure now heads to the governor. Outdoors. Outdoors. I remember when they started this uh, no smoking in restaurants and things, and you had to have a separate section. Yeah. And then I always said, oh, this is how it starts. It yeah. goes into separate sections. Then it's going to be no section at all. Yeah. Then it's going to be no smoking in the building. Then so many feet away from buildings. And now it's no smoking outdoors. Yeah. I mean, here in New Hampshire, you can't smoke at Hampton Beach. So I went up to the next beach up, had a cigar there, and I spent my money by that beach. So the town lost a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, well, you must have been drinking rum then. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> Lastly, and what could be taken as some hopeful news, Judge Amit Mehta listened to arguments on warning labels this week. And during the hearing, he stated the FDA was being unfair in not pushing back the date the warnings are set to go in effect, with the agency being unsure of the particulars surrounding them. The cigar industry now waits the final ruling of the judge. 
and we'll see if he still feels that way when he puts it on paper. Yeah. And that's what's up in the cigar world. How about uh, put warning labels on that aren't true? How about that? Yeah. Let's talk about the, what, what it says in the warning label, and you just go into warning labels on cigarettes. Uh, what they have on there is, is what it's going to be. It's not the same it's product. It's not the same thing. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, okay, upcoming uh, episodes uh, next week, uh, the prediction episode. We're going to talk about the predictions of the uh, cigar industry. We'll get out our uh, little hat. Where's our little hat somewhere in the in the um, little globe? Um, I think it's on your uh, shelf in your office. Okay, good. And uh, we'll also have that contest I told you about. We'll play, <laughs> we'll play the contest. No, we can't actually play no, the contest. That's the answer. All right, we'll, we'll put the graph out of here's the people, and we're going to give you the answers to it. All you got to do is crisscross them and figure out who's uh did what for their first job and uh you get a trip to next year's anniversary party all expense paid so uh, there'll be no sound bite sound bite you'll have to figure it out without the sound bite right yeah because the sound bite okay. is the answer okay. we'll give it a sound bite uh, when it's over and this thing is going to last i gave you a date on that this is going to uh, yeah, yeah you mentioned it on just now on the show okay um it's going to end on october 11th uh, which is a Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. So that we can calculate it and give you the answer on October 12th, Columbus Day, yep. uh, and give the, the answer and uh, award a winner on uh, October 12th. So watch for that. And uh, good news on uh, September 28th uh, for those that uh, are looking forward Justin. to this. Justin. Justin, uh, Mr. Jonathan is off that day, and uh, we will be celebrating uh, not only Mr. Jonathan's off, but Studio 21's second anniversary. Two years we had wow. uh, um, this, uh, so it's time Seems to- Seems like just 10 years ago we started. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the show, but the studio itself. No, I mean the studio. It seems like it's been 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. And the Don Raphael Offer- Offer of the day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Is this, um, yeah, today is going to be $5. $5. You're not hitting me with a goddamn sledgehammer. I'm telling you that right now. I'll give you $5 if I could hit him with a sledgehammer. I have a sledgehammer, and Barry, the good news is this is 10 pounds. Wait till you feel what 10 pounds is. You lost, Barry lost 10 pounds this week. He lost a sledgehammer. So what you got to do is hold the sledgehammer with one hand. Stop aiming it at my head. (laughs) (laughs) Straight out. Bend it and touch your nose. Your full extension. And then bend it and touch your nose. Jonathan, you have nothing to worry about. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing could go wrong. You have nothing to worry about. Don't do it yet. With Just Dave's feel it. I don't know if I can hold it up. Yeah. Wow, he did it. First try. It's five dollars for you. I can't believe it. Do not aim it at Ed Sullivan. Ten pounds. Ten pound sledge. No. Ten pounds. I, I lost this much weight in one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do it. How about you, Ed Sullivan? You want to try? Feel no. it. Feel it. All right. I'll at least feel and it. And then you leave it out there for the audience and let them play around because I want to see somebody bash their head. <laughs> Stay in away from our camera. <laughs> it's worth more than a 10-pound sledge. It's heavy, huh? It's heavy. Yeah, Jonathan's wow, man strong, man. I don't mess around. No way? 
No. I wouldn't do it either. I tried doing it. That's hard. You've got to have a strong wrist to be able to do that. Well, Mr. Jonathan has a very strong wrist. What's that from? Not dancing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was playing he was going to lose control of the sledgehammer. Oh, I felt good. I felt good. Yeah. Would you do left or right? I did right. Right-handed? Yeah. Maybe I, could after do the, it. I could probably do it lefty. Maybe after the show, just for our audience, uh, you do it left-handed. I'm not scared to switch hit. Yeah? I was a little concerned with your arthritic you hand holding it over his head. You were concerned? <laughs> yeah. It was my head. Because once you end up breaking the distance from yeah. it, it gets harder and harder to do it, and then it's going to fall, and I figured it hit him in the face. <laughs> Let's just back off to the minute where he just said that he's not afraid to switch it. Yeah. I think that says everything. Yeah, it was low-hanging fruit. It was there. It was just hanging out there. I just let it go. Just <sighs> add your own joke in there, right? Yeah. It doesn't need any help. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, what is next year's prize going to be for the anniversary party? I'm going to tell you. And the question of the day to the manufacturers who attended it um, was their first job, but we have some other surprises to talk about, too. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. 
The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif, and you are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking the Aladino Corojo Reserve. This is the Robusto size and reflecting on Wednesday night's big cigar event. Two guys, 34th anniversary. How are we going to top this? We'll talk about that. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, next year's event... Um, we have a date. We forgot what it was already, but the tickets will go on sale. It's, it's September something, but tickets will go on sale on the first Saturday in May. I believe it's the second. And uh, if you're interested in going, you have to buy the ticket that day because it sells out in one day. It's hours, not days that the event sells out. And um, 
I'm blown away with the amount of people that came from other places to, um, as opposed to around here. We had lots of unhappy local customers that couldn't sold get a out and couldn't yeah. get a ticket because uh, people from everywhere. But everybody's welcome, um, and it's a great opportunity to meet the cigar manufacturers and <coughs> smoke indoors. And it's not a trick or treat type of thing. We just give you the cigars when you walk in. There's none of that. Come down, sit down, have have a dinner in a beautiful location. It's the Burroughs in Haverhill. I shouldn't even advertise that because you're not supposed to smoke cigars indoors. Uh, but anyway, um, it's a sit-down dinner. It's a classy wedding facility. It's very nice. And we try to cram a lot of entertainment and fun so that you walk out of there and you say, uh, oh, my God, it was nonstop action. And um, the amazing thing to me to watch at my vantage point, which is looking at the audience um, from the stage, is that you're eliminated early on. Somebody gets eliminated. And, you know, are they going to stick around? It's over for them as far as... Um, it's concerned at that point, but not one person left. I look no. at there at the very, very end, and the places every seat is taken. Everybody's you know, I, there. I was hanging out with uh, Tony V right near the exit, so I could see all the people going to get their consolation prize, yeah. which was and a I, three thousand dollar ashtray. Everybody got a three thousand dollar ashtray. But I couldn't believe. I, I'm thinking, how many of these people are going to walk out? Nobody. They all turned yeah. around, walked right back in. Yeah. Yeah, so that that says uh, a lot, you know, and that's the whole idea of it, to make it, whether you win or lose, you feel like you're a winner anyway, and that's the win-win situation, and that goes for the manufacturers who help support it. I hope that they get a lot out of it, and um, for us, if we break even, we're thrilled um, that we can have a night like that, right? It's good for business. It's, it's good for the cigar industry. And um, hopefully something that everybody remembers. And, and listening to people saying, oh, see you next year. Yeah. Um, great. Yeah, nobody leaves going, oh, that's the last time I'm ever covering. Yeah, this. right, right. So Never that's the idea that, of it. So. Okay, it's time for the matchup of the week. And where is that? The matchup of the week. It's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Would you rather become famous or powerful? Famous or powerful? I'm already pretty famous. Are you? <laughs> I'm a big deal, you know. Just so you know, I'm a big deal. Ron Burgundy. We're kind of powerful, like you could lift a heavy sledgehammer. Yeah, like strength powerful. No, or powerful person, a influential. influential. Or yeah, I think like I'd go behind the scenes. Somebody and, not, and get, you know, not get caught. Behind the scenes powerful. Like we're talking Clinton level power. Bill Clinton? Uh, either Clinton. People seem <laughs> to get suicided when they yeah. have information. Pop, but it could be a gangster is powerful, too. It could be. And you know, one of the complaints about the show was sharing the political beliefs. It wasn't a political belief. <laughs> they are powerful. And suicides tend to happen. Whatever. Oh, okay. Thanks for bringing it up. It just kind of slid under the radar no until problem. you were like, hey, everybody, <laughs> he just said a political thing. He said something negative about Clinton. Stirring the pot. That's mm -hmm. what I do. Powerful? Mr. J? Oh, yeah. Take powerful. Absolutely. Barry powerful. Stein Nobody wants Mr. to Jonathan be, 100%. Because Jonathan's the only one that wants to be famous. Famous, yeah. Powerful. I'm a legend in my own mind. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. But you, you like being famous. Hmm. You, you want to be famous. I think you're saying powerful, but you'd rather be famous. 
well, I don't have the opportunity to be powerful. I, through the internet and podcasting and all that, I get swing dancing. I get the opportunity to swing be dancing. well known. <laughs> That's how you get famous, swing dancing. I'm famous in the swing dance world. Really? Never signed an autograph, but I'm I'm known. Yeah. People know me. You're a big deal. Okay. Have you ever had your autograph asked for? <clears throat> me? Yes. Yeah, in the cigar world. Okay. Really? For what? Just people had me sign a box. There was a one in. Um, Get out of here. Never the, happened. Uh, it Never did. happened. It absolutely did. And they'll write in because I can't remember the guy's name, but it was at the trade show. And the guy brought up a box and asked me to sign it. You signed the same box. Well, maybe he asked me to sign the box, and then you said, I'll sign it too. I think that's what happened. Now that I'm thinking about it, that might have been how it played out. It could have been. I didn't want your autograph. Yeah, well, I'm signing it. I don't understand the autograph thing. With the people with the books and stuff, autograph the book. I'm like, really? Well, you're a famous author now. Famous author, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, with the questions with the manufacturers, and we'll we'll, we'll save the um, the first job for the contest, right? It's yep. the first job, but the other one, and I think it's a show also, is their first cigar. So we talk to people <coughs> that have their own cigars and and their own, own companies and stuff, but their cigar is not necessarily the same cigar, or. Is it possible that somebody has their own company and the next guy talking is the cigar that he ended up smoking? He was the influence to the other person. Very, very interesting. It's um, so it's so often when you, you notice, and the, the anniversary party is one of the few times you'd be able to see this, where manufacturers, they're stuck in a room for that first couple of hours. Yeah. And it's them. And it's stuck and it's one hour. In some cases, it's stuck. And the, it's interesting to see who's talking to whom. And- you find out that this person was that person's uh, yes. mentor yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Well, see, see, I got a bonus because uh, Glenn Case was talking to Steve Saka, so I got a twofer, grabbed them both to do the questions. And I don't know, <clears throat> Glenn Case said his first cigar was the same as Steve's, so I don't know if he just said uh, that. No, but... oh, you shouldn't have gave that information. No, that doesn't matter. That doesn't the first matter. cigar, it doesn't. But that's interesting. So I, I know exactly the cigar you're talking about, too. <laughs> and it's interesting. It's sweet. Oh, God. <laughs> why, why do you get to start that shit? <laughs> because it is. Because it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's sweet. Both of the cigars were sweet. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's interesting, too. And so is the classic three-way today, brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havana's. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. What's wrong with that voiceover? Nothing. I think it's more classic how Ed Sullivan cut it. It messed with the cadence a little bit, but I, I don't see a problem with it. I like it. I like the guy's voice. 
going to stick with him for a little while. You what, played the Barry Stein drop earlier instead of mine, so suck it, Ed Sullivan. What makes you think I cut that up? I didn't. I oh. did. I did. <laughs> Even better. Completely explains why the cadence is messed up. <laughs> oh, the wow. cadence. The cadence would be how the guy said it. No. You can change the cadence at any time as an editor, well, which I, you would know, I, but I you're a Barry-ass white-looking motherfucker. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> Talk about aggressive. That sledgehammer thing got the testosterone yes, flowing. Yes, he thinks he's a man know. now. Yeah. <laughs> I am and, the and, and if you watch the commercial, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, our barista Gary Marino came up on the stage during the commercial in, in front of the screen and did it. Well, he's done it before. I've never done that before. So he went considerably faster than I did. But I'm surprised. But um, on the after show where nobody will see, you're going to do it with um, your left hand. All right. I'm in for free. Because you can actually get my $5. But I, I, I'm filming it anyway, just in case. Okay, just in case he hits him in the face. Uh, all right, uh, who's our champion? I am. Mr. Jonathan's a champion. We have three questions, no tiebreakers. World's first practical helicopter, the VS-300, takes tethered flight in Stanford, Connecticut for the first time ever. Today, what year? The first practical helicopter, the VS-300. Waiting till you guys have your answer locked in over there. I don't want any cheating. Oh, I'm locked in. I'll, I'll go first if you want. No, no, can't. I'm going first. 1945. <laughs> 45. 32. 32. 27. 27. Barry Stein gets a 32. It's 39. One point for Barry. Over Take to that, Barry. Motherfucker. <laughs> F Troop, enough with this swearing stuff. <laughs> F Troop premieres in the U.S. on ABC. F Troop. F Troop. Did you like F Troop? I loved F Troop. Me too. It's nowhere. You can't yeah, get it. I think We're, the first season might have been in black and white. Where the heck yes, are we? The Hakawi Indians. <laughs> so we all know F Troop, right? I loved F Troop. It started today. What year? 19, I feel like we've had this question before. 1956. 56. It's Sullivan. I'm going 1964. 64. 1957. 57. 64 will take it. It was 65. Ugh. But you got one point. Ed's got one. Barry's got one. There's only three questions. Mr. Jonathan's <laughs> the champion. He so could get two right he now. He could get two. He could get one and keep his title. Oh, or he I'll could get, get none and lose. Go over this. to Ed Sullivan. The Golden Girls, starring B. Arthur, Mr. Jonathan's favorite woman, Betty White. Betty White, still smoking hot. Ruma Callahan <laughs> and Estelle Getty premieres on NBC Today. What year? 1984. 84. 1980. 80. 82. 82. We have a new champion. Ed Sullivan. 84, you said it was 85, the same year I opened Two Guys Smoke Shop. When that show premiered, and so did Two Guys Smoke Shop, we have a champion. <laughs> probably what you were watching in the lobby. I was probably watching it in the store because I had no customers. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long time to get the first customer. I remember... Like in, two hours went by, there's no customers. And a guy walks in, I'm so proud. I come out from my, under the car, oh, welcome to Two Guys Smoke Shop. And he goes, yeah, can I get changed for a dollar? Wah, wah. Another two hours go by. Oh, my God, it was brutal. There's a comment in the chat room. The voiceover guy is boring and anticlimactic. Uh, I would ask that and find someone, something else, anything more memorable, even sleepy Joe Biden. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Barry, why do you have to bring in political commentary into the I'm show? I'm just repeating somebody's 
comments. Yeah. Should I should I supply all these comments to him? No, no, <laughs> no we don't just, need to hurt anyone's we're feelings. Just quietly changing. <laughs> it's to, and first of the year. I think we change up a lot of the commercial content and yeah, make it so. We want you to hear the commercials. We don't want you to go past them. We want you to hear them. We want you to buy from them. They're supporting us. We hope. You, our audience, that we supply yeah, this ridiculous the, show to you. The good news is, is people are listening to the commercials. Obviously. The from, bad yeah. news is they hate them. Yeah. Well, and the other. I think it makes people go back and listen to them again. The other Maybe. good news is Brendan Sheehy from TSR from behind us is leaving. So we got that going <laughs> for us. That's good news, too. The hockey guy, right? All right. So uh, final thoughts here on the Aladino Corojo Reserve, your favorite. Why, Mr. Jonathan, I want to go to you first. Is this your favorite? Why? Because dollar for dollar, flavor for flavor, it's action-packed, it's very flavorful, and I, I honestly have to put up with the strength. That's the only negative is that it is on the strong side, but the the amount of flavor that it provides far exceeds the slight lack of comfort for the strength. You, you feel a long finish? It stays it's with definitely you a long finish, mm-hmm. and I do find that I this is the cigar that taught me how to smoke slow. If I just take my time with it, I can get through it. But it's so, it, to me, it's so delicious. I'd rather smoke a Garofalo Sungrown. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. For me, this is, for me, this is the signature cigar of JRE Tobacco. Yeah. This is concentrated every, flavor, this right? This is everything you want in a cigar strength for guys that like it strong. Yeah. Tons of flavor. Tons of flavor. Consistent. Great aroma. The burn is phenomenal. And I'm even all right with the price point. The, the, mo- the most flavorful cigar there is. This is it. This is it. <coughs> it's got so much going on. This, but, and this- but if you take the regular Corojo, it, it's what you want, all the flavor and everything, right. but toned down a bit. But the problem That's with the exactly regular Corojo for, for me is it leaves me wanting more. At the end of this cigar, I'm good for a little while. I've never smoked two of them back to back. It's too much. Right. That's why you need the Corona. You you were even against <laughs> you were against when the Toro came out. I was because the Robusto was perfect for you, which is there. But you're smoking a lot of Toros because I'm seeing that the Robusto is the one I buy boxes of, and I have an age experiment that I'm doing with them that will unveil in May of 2020. We're going to smoke some aged Aladino oh, Corojo Reserve. Let, let me mark that down on my calendar. Would you? Yeah, I will. You're saying that very is, is it going to be a show that you host? It could be. Are we going to be listening to 45 minutes of reading? Yeah, we don't like that. Our, our listeners don't like that. It's just so I ridiculous. I don't even want to be here first. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it'll be me and Ed Sullivan. Uh, I can turn the headset down. <laughs> Ed Sullivan, go-to for you? I love him. And now the Corona, I, 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 I predict, will be his number one. He's got an awful long right. way to go to catch up There'll to me. There'll be a lot but. of pressure for him to make that a regular production size, is my prediction. Yeah, I mean, if you could buy the whole run of them, you know you could sell them to me. Right. And but me. Have you smoked it yet? No. So you don't know that. Oh, I can tell by looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> I smoked it already it this was, morning. It, it, when I looked at it, I said, this is going to be Ed Sullivan's favorite cigar. You going to smoke it today? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. To me, He's like I, Barry. He don't wait either. So I, I smoked the Robusto first thing in the morning, and I smoked the Toro as my last cigar of the day. And it, the Toro lasts me the full two hours. The last two hours of the day, that's what I'm smoking. I don't know where I'm going to fit the Corona in, but it's going to be in there. So now 
This, all he's done is made it so I'm not smoking other people's stuff. You haven't tried the Corona either yet. Yes, I did. Oh, you I smoked did. it this morning. Yeah. It was all I could do to put down the Robusto I was smoking and just light it up right away, but I waited. John, more, more intense because it was smaller. No. Jonathan, no, might I recommend subtle. the Corona for a good after-lunch smoke? See? So I'll have my morning smoke, my afternoon smoke, and then I'll finish the day out with a Toro. And then if I go to Trevor's house, I usually smoke a fourth Aladino. So you're, you're a one-trick pony now. You're not part of the Cigar Authority where you got to try different things and all that. Going to Trevor's house, are you and him and I don't know? <laughs> yes. Don't say that in front of his dad. Okay. His dad is right in front of you. <laughs> but he wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What just happened here? Talking about you? All right. Um, final thoughts, yeah. Flavor-wise? This is Cinnamon. And, yeah. and a little a little bit of tea, but the bite from the cinnamon happens before you get to the sweetness. You get the little bite first, and then it opens up with some sweetness on the finish. Retro heal that. Add a little, no. bit, what you add, got. Add a little no. bit of cedar to your description. And I'm with Barry. I totally. get cedar on this, for mm-hmm. sure. That's why it's sitting in a cedar box and uncellophane, and that's what ends up happening. I like what it tastes like. It's, it's too powerful. It's too powerful for me, but... I love the flavor. Go to the regular Corojo. You're going to get it down a little bit, and you got a winner for the people that don't want. Even though the, the regular Corojo is kind of full-bodied, but it's toned down enough that I can enjoy, uh, which I probably have at least one a week. That's when I go run downstairs. i got a lot of cigars in my room up here, but I run down because I jones them for one. By the way, when it's time to uh, redo the commercials, Charlie Pitaris wants it to be that gal from the assholes. Loves her New England accent. That gal. Uh, we know her. How about we do commercials with the the people who listen? They come in, and especially sure. the ones that all complain about it. Yeah, they do the read. They do the read. I like it. Yeah? It's a quick flight, Justin. Come on up, buddy. We'll have a cigar together, maybe a Corojo Reserve. And you do the, do the read, and then everybody complains about you, and we just keep switching it out. The commercials are always changing with different people reading it. Mm-hmm. And then you're always listening to the commercials. Huh? We got something here? We might. Mm-hmm. All right. Gone that's been thrown down, buddy. All right. Okay, that's it. Next week is the prediction episode. We'll look into the crystal ball and the future of the cigar brands, the players, and the industry. And we got the contest coming. So look forward to that. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, if you've learned nothing in the last two hours, always remember... Keep the lid end of your Corojo Reserve by Aladino out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.